Welcome everybody to another episode of Hands-On Safety. And today we're going to be talking about preparing for bad weather. Um, everybody has it, whether regardless of whether you live on the coast or not, you've got some form of bad weather, um, whether it's rain, ice, snow, wind, any emergency situ situation actually, even, you know, fire or uh, flooding, all of it applies. So uh, we're going to be talking about that today since we are in the uh, height of hurricane season or it's approaching very rapidly and uh today we have megan hello everyone and george with hey, us what's up all and um so th first i thought we'd talk about um what to do before what do you need to know before you have a bad storm or a situation where you have to uh you get out because I think our word of the day is going to be plan. Got to have a plan. A plan yeah, a, a and a plan B. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you have to do. Uh, first of all, you have to be aware of what season you're in. <laughs> that's, that's primary. Uh, being aware of that like, like here in, in Savannah, Georgia, in a low country area here on the uh, East Coast, it's hurricane season. And so realizing that, what you need to do to prepare for hurricane season that comes every year. It's a season. So <laughs> you yep. know it's coming. Uh, you can start preparing for it early. That's another thing too. How soon should you prepare for it? Preparing for it during the season, not the, not the smartest thing to do. And like we talked about it earlier, uh, when we knew it was coming, but you know some of us have not prepared for it like we should. And these uh, days, it seems a hurricane season officially starts on J June the first and runs to November thirtieth. But we've seen storms in May and um, in December, so um, it's not set in stone uh, mother nature does not follow a schedule yeah didn't the bahamas have a really bad one last year in december i think so yeah i mean me myself i've been involved in several national disasters uh one was in korea it was um typhoon season so that came out just you know sideways rain coming in i mean hitting you from the side i don't know how that happens but you know the, the wind's blowing and you know being an army, being on an army base, we uh, there was like three people, three soldiers lost, but uh, it was about maybe a hundred, I think, Korean nationals that were killed in it. Wow. Um, we found things like um, weapons got washed away. <laughs> wow. Uh, they were handing in like grenades and stuff at the gate. Korean nationals were handing in to the gate at the post. Um, I found a dead pig, you know, in front of uh, my, you know, in front of my vehicle. Had like about three inches of mud in my Humvee. So. You never know when these things are going to hit or how, how they're going to hit, but you always have to be prepared or at least think in that mindset. What do I need to do to prepare? And so, you know, phase one is like I said, is preparedness. It's, it's the big deal. And what do you do to prepare? You know, so that's probably our first thing we start off with is what do we do to prepare? Um, looking at some information uh, that I found, like September is actually officially National Preparedness Month. Don't know why you do it so late, but uh, we think about you preparing for the next season. Should totally right. be June. You would think so, but again, that's that's <laughs> logically, late yeah. But September, you know, you know, when everything is pretty much free and clear, you're preparing for the next year, actually. Right. So okay, I guess yeah, that we, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, but just looking at it like, yeah, it shouldn't be September, but yeah, you're preparing for the next year, so you should prepare that early on. Um, estimated that a 3.4 million Americans aged 40 years or older. Um, are either blind or impaired and are affected by, you know, a number of, of storms and other other conditions. Um, so, so some information that I had about uh, Hurricane Katrina said uh, over the age of 75, most of half the people who died during their old age of 75. Yep, I saw you know, that. And during was it um, Hurricane Sandy, you know, electricity. Uh, Power, power to medical devices, ventilators, uh, assistive technologies, you know, were life-threatening because power goes out. So things you have to think about, you know. So first thing to start about, it's what do you need? So we talked about a, you know, something that's called a bug out bag. Uh, we're gonna, so you said we're gonna include a list of it onto, this, onto the um, Facebook page and our other sites about, you know, about the, uh, how to get the list. Yeah, um, definitely. So you use it to find online, but we try to make it convenient for everybody that's listening to just go on the site and. We'll look at it, you know, check it out and see what you can see what the checkoff list is. But main thing is food, uh, medical supplies. If you have medication that you need, batteries, changes of clothing. Um, those are like some of the basic things that you need. Um, you know, so you've got three types of bags you may want to think about depending on your situation. 
Um, if, you have, if you have a family, you might want to actually get a, um, one of those um, crates you can get at Walmart or something or Home Depot, you know, for a bigger, you put more stuff in there, put into your vehicle. Um, you got your basic kick, let me talk about the basic bug out bag, where you can just grab the bag and roll. It's already packed, all right? You have also um, maybe emergency medical kit. So maybe basic first aid items that you might need. You don't know how long you'll be gone. Uh, and if you have pets, you know, or you have a service animal, you need to have maybe a kit for your, for your, for your animal. I think people forget that. Also, uh, people should include like, that. I don't know what like they suggest, but you know, if you're on any medications or something, like a month's worth of medication. Correct. And kind of right. In your right. So the best thing to do, uh, toilet paper. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> we should always have should. toilet paper. That's just <laughs> the thing. I, th I think it should be in a kit, toilet paper of some sort. Um, it should be in there. And you should prepare, prepare for at least two to three weeks, I would say, of like food or whatever that you need to prepare for. It's almost a month worth of stuff to prepare for, in case, worst case scenario. Um, a big thing here we do in, in Georgia, we know a hurricane is, is coming, you know, a uh, really, really rough one. They will evacuate, you know, those who are low income, those who are homeless uh, out of the state or out of the area. Right. Um, so being aware of your facilities, and if, particularly if you do have a, uh, an animal, uh, particularly if it's a service animal, make sure the shelters that you go to allow animals. And it's another thing you have to keep in mind. So you have to actually research this information and the best sources probably to go to it's, you know, if we're in the U S it's probably FEMA or your state uh, regulated uh, FEMA associated organization, you know, American Red Cross is another good one uh, to check with as well. And there are um, in some places have shelters specifically for people with more severe disabilities that may need medical attention. Um, you know, like you said, that ventilator, um, people who may need nursing assistance, that kind of thing. So that's, if that's something you need, that's a good thing to know is where those types of shelters are that you may not, you may need more attention than a, a standard shelter can, can offer. And I guess for the individuals who need that extra cushion, you know, I looked up, you know, developing a support team. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, relatives, definitely. friends, caregivers, community members, emergency preparedness. So staying in contact with individuals, having to know where you're, and actually that goes for anybody, actually. You know, if you live by yourself, particularly, your friends should know where, where you are, you know, um, have a, some, uh, some type of contact, some type of communication uh, with individuals who can help you uh, when that time comes, if you need a, a, additional assistance. Especially so can, like neighbors and stuff. Yes. Yeah, yes. get to know your neighbors. So, you know, they're saying neighbors, family members, caregivers, community members, um, you know, but you have to develop this team ahead of time and let them know what you're doing. So you got to actually get with these people, like I said, knowing your neighbors, let them know your situation. I mean, knowing, knowing their situation, maybe they might need some help too. Uh, just because someone, you know, has a disability or limitation doesn't mean that they can't help other people. You know, it's a team effort. Um, so I think those things are critical, especially if you have emergency, uh, medical emergency needs that you may need to be taken care of. And it's, it's a good idea to have, um, you know, Megan mentioned a plan A and a plan B. If you have that community support, you know, for whatever reason, you may not be able to get to those people or they may not be able to get to you. So as much as you can, it's good to have a plan for if that happens as well. True. Um, looking at the FEMA site, uh, it's like a four-part, you know, phase you should think about and probably a fifth phase uh, the aftermath that no one really talks about uh but you know first of all get informed know the season uh find a way to communication um maybe you know they have the radios you can buy you know at stores you know i, I use uh same right box the, stores. the uh weather alert radios right. that yep. come on automatically um yep. and i Are was you... reading mm -hmm. that those can also be uh set up to strobes for people who are hard of hearing where um, it alerts by light as well as sound. Yes, and then you have like, you have you have radios that you actually just have to hand crank, just so uh, you you don't have batteries. Uh, so getting informed is one thing. Uh, making a plan we already discussed. You know, keeping people in that plan, and once you have a plan, assembling a kit. Let's say you know whether it's your basic kit, your emergency medical kit, your animal kit, whatever. Making a kit, maintaining a plan and a kit, and then. What do you do to come back? So I know after hurricanes, I, I left, my, when I moved back here to Savannah, 
I left uh, that first year. We had I can't remember what hurricane it was. So I went up north a little bit of uh, of here between Atlanta and Savannah. Stayed with a friend and uh, his family. And you know, people could not just come back. They had a plan. You know, only first first people uh, were emergency medical personnel or essential workers were allowed to come back first. So I have to understand the time frame, how that how that how that works for you coming back. So you can't just hop in your car or get that transportation that ride coming back when they may not even let you in yet, depending on the situation. So that's part of your aftermath plan. It's being informed about how the process works. And there were a lot of good ways to get information um, if you don't have access to a computer where you are. Um, hopefully, you know you have had extra chargers and batteries and and ways to charge your cell phone and other devices to get information but um there are several good apps out there for that the red cross has a good app and they actually have a suite of apps uh, where they have one that's specific to emergencies um but you can that will cover kind of all kinds of emergencies but you can also get one specific for hurricanes specific for tornadoes or flooding or other forms of disasters and that app is going to alert you when information comes in it's got all kinds of resources on there for finding information and getting things that you need phone numbers that kind of thing if you need to call emergency services or um i also believe they do have an app that is all in one they do yes they have an emergency um, you just pick up the you just pick the appropriate category yes um they have the all-in-one or you can download the individual apps and i had a chance to play with that this morning and it was really nicely done Uh, that one and yes uh, it's very nicely done the fema app for the u.s was uh were both well done and FEMA actually has options in their app to set reminders. So uh, oh, you right. can have it remind you to update your emergency kit or, you know, change batteries in your smoke alarm, that kind of thing, as well as resources for other information. Hmm. I love that those resources are available just on your cell phone. Yeah, very quickly, too. That is awesome. Um, now one thing we never touched upon is um, if, you have a, if you have a child, an infant. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, that, definitely that, want to have stuff for them. Everything you need. Yeah, you need extra diapers, a formula, uh, whatever it is that you need. Food, basic food. Um, you know, if you're breastfeeding, uh, you know, extra bottles to um, for pumping, and maybe even you know something you can keep uh, an ice chest to keep it fresh, or something if you have a small generator to you know, provide a uh, small fridge, something like that. So that's that's a little more extreme thing how long you're going to be gone for but i mean if a mother's uh is milking a little bit it might be a little bit easier just won't be able to store any milk as effectively yeah and that that also goes for any medications that need to be refrigerated uh you may want to consider having some kind of freezer packs or cooler in your kit that can uh, help keep that stuff fresher for at least a couple of days you can actually get those insulated bags too that you could put like those frozen packs in that would keep it good for a couple days as well yeah those are also a good idea and very collapsible and uh easy to store away in that kit yeah uh another thing too is also decide where you're going to go so we talked about shelters but like i said i moved, i went away to a friend's house his, his wife contacted me he's like hey you can come up here um having a as part of your plan is having your your uh, plan A, where do I go from here? <laughs> you know, exactly. Um, I remember you know, the hurricane several years ago, we had friends from Florida that came stayed here on their way to New York. Uh, I had friends from Florida going up to North Carolina as I went out west, you know, from here towards Atlanta. That's where I was, that's when it hopped over and hit the Carolinas. <laughs> you know, so right. they were got, they got hit by it. So it's one of those things that just changed direction. But having a place to go, because there were hotel prices where, uh, where were astronomical, you know, people mm-hmm. were hiking up the prices. So having a place to go, contacting friends, you know, different places ahead of time and make them part of your plan early on, like say September, you know, start talking to people about that. Don't just call them up the day before. Hey, by the way, you remember that one time at band camp, you know, so 
got to be ahead of me. I'll be at your door in a few hours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Pretty much is what happened to me. Like the day before, like, okay. But it's not a bad thing. You know, take care of your your friends. But, you know, they made me part of their plan as they were moving up. So, which I didn't mind. I was able to take care of it, help them out. Yeah, I've I've fortunately never had to evacuate. I've I've lived through several hurricanes. um, Even had some when I lived away from the coast because they don't once they hit the coast especially you know hurricanes they don't stop so um even living several hours away having those storms come through it's still a category one or moving in slowly and dumping tons of rain and causing flooding um so even people inland are still affected by those storms if you're inland depending on your region you may have tornadoes to consider we had Four of them come through here uh, a few days ago, a little bit north of us. Um, and that's that's something else to think about. You know, with a tornado, you don't have time to get to a city shelter or they don't have time to open those typically. And so you need to know if you're in an area that has a tornado shelter or you know someone that does know where it is and how quickly you can get to it, uh, know what you may need to bring to shelter there or have a place in your house that you can shelter from a tornado if that's a problem. Mm. Yeah, for here, we have no basement, so. <laughs> we don't really here either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would Which have I to go to shocking. an interior closet or bathroom. We, we're at a lower water level, so we do have a lot of flooding. Uh, that's why we don't have basements here. <laughs> yeah. They'd be flooded. Uh, <laughs> I'm just north of the uh, just north of the flood line, where the water stopped when Katrina came through. So, um, okay. and that's you know something that was important to know when I moved here was, um, am I in a flood zone? Do you know? Do I need to know what parts of my area flood? Fortunately, I know I'm on a little bit of a hill. The complex that I live in. Uh, is higher toward the front where I live and lower toward the back. So, um, you know, knowing those kinds of things helps me prepare when we just have a day of storms. We had a tropical storm come through here a couple weeks ago that dumped tons of rain on us for days. And, you know, knowing that the area right around where I live wasn't flooded and knowing what parts of town to stay out of was, was important. Yeah, I mean, if it, it rains just regularly here, there's a place uh, going downtown where the whole, it's like a four-way intersection, the whole thing floods. So, right. <laughs> just I me mean, totally is flood. And I've, you know, I had a friend that lost her car because she drove, like, oh, it was not deep. Yeah. Drove into it. And sure enough, it was more, it was deeper than she realized. And her, her car got taken in by the water. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad situation. She had to climb out and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's something people would be careful of. Um there's just so much information on this topic um, about, you know, setting yourself up with a plan, um, packing lists, uh, different things you need to do. Um, so this is a really broad topic. So, you know, it's one of those things that with resources that we have available, it's best for individuals to research for themselves because we have different situations. You know, you got tor- tornadoes, hurricanes, um, snowstorms, snowstorms, <laughs> you know, as some of you have talked about as well, you know, that's a whole different uh, thing. Snow. It's a whole what's different snow? kettle of fish. Yeah, exactly. What's, you know, what's that? You know, being from up, up north, I know I can drive in snow. I know how to do stuff. And, you know, I can, I can find. You know, I can handle snow. But we, we had a big snowstorm. Uh, maybe like uh, I can't remember what year it was. Like 2000, maybe 13. I think it was in Atlanta. Um, and yep. people were stuck for like hours because you know they were not prepared for snow. They got mad at the mayor. But the mayor, thing about the mayor, probably never really dealt with that. And they had just got mm-hmm. rid of their um, snow trucks. Or, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Like some months before because they never had a need for it. Uh, so oh, no. I think they were, I'm not sure they were leasing them or whatever, but they didn't have any available. Uh, so you were stuck. And, you know, having water in your vehicle um, during the winter time, having snacks in your vehicle. Um, blankets. Thing, Extremely warm blankets. blankets. You know, uh, they actually have hand warmers. You know, you uh, this little thermal. Uh, oh, yeah. Those buy things are in the, great. Uh, sporting stores. You crack them open. Yeah. Gloves or whatever. When Put I, them when in your was, gloves, yeah. Yeah, when I was stationed. Those are awesome. Stationed in uh, Korea, we used them. When I was stationed in Iraq, we used them. Believe it or not, it got cold uh, in the wintertime. 
Oh, that saved me a few times this past winter. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> great devices. Them for your shoes as well. Uh, so oh yeah, they do. Number of things out there you can possibly use. So we have to get out of the mindset of like, oh, you know, I'll do it later. Later, later, later it comes too fast. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. You know, it's always here before you wow. know. Should have done that a little yeah. while ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's a, a little rainstorm turns into you know a. A whole whole flooding situation for you. Something yeah. else, though, you should keep in your vehicle: a shovel. A shovel. You know? They have little small, like entrenching tools. We call them. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, collapsible, small thing to dig out. Um, you know, that's that's important. Uh, maybe some chains. Those who are driving, chains for yep. the cars. Or you know, so so looking on these sites like the FEMA site or American Red Cross site. There's other sites out there. Those probably two really good ones. They probably give you better ideas depending on what's going on, or you may look a little further on it. I'm sure we can find some stuff and post it as well uh, for different types of weather conditions. Earthquakes, um, that's a tough one. If you have a kit, that's great. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was in one earthquake when I was stationed in California. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting there like, what What happened? It wasn't as bad as the, the big one they had some years ago, the big one that waiting to happen again in California. But suppose, you know, suppose I, you know, didn't have, suppose it was a big one. What would I have done? I wasn't, I wasn't aware of what to do for earthquakes. I totally didn't think about it. Right. You know, my phone, uh, phones went dead. Cell phones went dead. Service went dead for a while. You know, I never, never thought about that. <laughs> Got disrupted. Uh, so nowadays, what would we do? Yeah, what would we do? <laughs> exactly. Um, actually, if you have a transistor radio going old school, you know, that's probably the best means. Like for myself, I'm trying to get certified or train, uh, pass the test. And then once I study for it to be a ham radio operator. Oh, you too. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. actually have, um, like all the questions that they pull from. Someone gave me a uh, a disc for me to listen to because they have the book, but I'll take that. Okay. Uh, but I think I'll that's something critical. So I so I appreciate that. See, that's part part of being prepared. That little team network network and having a here. network. Yeah, having yeah, like go. people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, when they had the uh, last hurricane, um, last hurricane and uh, hit Puerto Rico, there were American uh, ham American. There were other fellow Americans here in the states. There were ham radio operators that uh, were communicating with those operators in Puerto Rico and relaying messages to family members in the state to let them know they were okay. So when, that's cool. When I was a kid, there was a a hurricane that hit the Virgin Islands and at the time my aunt lived there and that was the only way we were able to communicate with her. Uh, we got in touch with uh, a local TV station and they actually put us in touch with a ham radio operator who was able to finally able to get in touch with her and reach her. So it's, um, it's good to know people who can do that. They're very useful in emergency situations. And in a lot of times they work closely with EMS and will set up in shelters so that there is a form of communication in and out of that shelter. And, uh, a friend of mine told me, uh, a while back about an app called five O radio and you can listen to local police, bands, scanners, uh, fire. And when I went to look at that, because I live in a fairly small area population-wise, it did not have uh, my local police and fire bands to listen to. But what it did have was the ham radio, uh, the repeater for the local ham radio right. club. So I can get on that at least and know that in an emergency, those operators are going to be on that repeater uh, discussing that. And that's another way to get some information. Yeah, and that's very much, very true. So if you want to, more people want to get and maintain communications, the um, ARRL, the National Association Radio uh, of Amateur Radio, mm -hmm. um, they have a site, so ARRL, they can go on the site and and you can actually locate local ones in your area. I think also repeater, you can finally find repeaters on in your area as well. Yeah, I think um, you can. Just so that you can, you know, know who to know where to get, you know, information from or be able to communicate with other people outside of your area if you are unable to use your phones. Uh, so it's probably, just, probably another good tool to have is to be able to reach out and, you know, plug it into your plan ahead of time, find out, you know, what the, what the frequencies are that they use 
uh, so that if you do have a radio or know someone who does or how to get in communication contact with them so you can send messages out. No. So from my perspective, I, we've all been talking like little stories and stuff. I've actually been super lucky and haven't really been affected by hurricanes or much of that stuff. We don't get much hurricane activity you, in Canada. If spoiled? we do, it's like the eastern Canada or sometimes very rarely the coast, the west coast. Yeah, they don't um, usually make it up that far. No, not typically. Um, <laughs> right. That's why I don't make um, it up that far either. <laughs> I know, I know. It's actually not at this time of year. That's good. Um, but, uh, you know, I come from the experience of speaking of, like, snowstorms and flooding. And I've seen, I have never been a part of it, thankfully. I've been lucky. But, you know, forest fires. Mm. Um, huge sometimes in Alberta in the summertime. You know, uh, five years ago. Um, Northern Alberta had massive, massive, massive fires. I'm not even kidding. So that there was about 80,000 people had to evacuate oh, wow. a city and it was moving really quick. Like people were trying to get out of, by the one road that they had, the highway that they had, and they could see flames coming over the hill, you know? Um, so scary stuff like that. It's good to... Yes, it's sometimes difficult to have a plan when you're told to evacuate right away, but it's kind of important to keep keep it, you know, in your car or, you know, if you know some neighbors who might have emergency kits and different things like that, you know, it depends where you are, of course, but it's always good to have a plan like we've stated, um, but also... Keep things in cars if you can, or easy access closets or stuff like that. If you don't drive, like I don't, hmm. um, closets or places like that. So, I mean, so the, I think the key thing from here is so having a kit already uh, set up <laughs> is key. Um, and if you have, you can have, like, say, even if it's, if it's like a tote bag with wheels on it. <laughs> Exactly, or a suitcase easy. or something. Suitcase, something like that. So you can just just drag it out there with no problem because you have a number of stuff in there. But just having some type of kit to get you by. But most times you get to a shelter, it's gonna be the you know the Red Cross there or some organization will be able to provide you with food and help you out. But you have to get there, right? And then you know you know you may be stuck because maybe a situation where it hits you so fast you you rely on that kit. Uh, so you're still sheltering in place at home. You know, you can't, right. you can't get out, but you may be okay, but you have enough food, you have enough medicine. So just having that, um, another thing that I do is I'll take, um, I'll fill the bathtub up with water. Right. Um, you know, exactly. I do. And that's uh, a good, yeah. good idea too. Yeah. yeah. Washing machine. Up with water. Uh, I actually have a couple of a big, big coolers um, that I use those igloo, igloos and, you know, with the, um, you know, they throw over people's heads at the sporting events. Uh no, oh, no, the big coolers, the big, oh, gotcha. no, Gatorade. Oh, the big, um, with the yeah. dispenser. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I have yeah, two yeah. of those set up. So I put one in my kitchen and one in my bathroom. Uh, so one is like for bathing and one is for drinking, you know. So I said something right. like that. I have the additional water in there. Uh, they actually have bladders that you can put into your bathtub and fill it up with water so that you so it's contained. So you have things like right. there's a lot of things out there you could possibly use. Uh, so that's one of the first thing I do is that for water. So, my, so you know, first thing I do, I get a, I get a call from my mom. You got water? Do you have flashlights? Do you have candle? Like candles, really? No, yeah, you, like I'm good. Yeah, but the first thing I do is I don't go buy the bottle of water. I just go get, you know, the um, get the igloos. I set them up. Uh, I do have individual water sources and other containers I could use. But I had to leave somewhere to put water in. Um, but that's the mm -hmm. thing is main thing is having water, um, and do have having like yeah, and you know she's right, candles flashlights but they have lanterns now you can buy that uh recharge get batteries or rechargeable batteries but you know, getting some batteries having that's probably should be part of your list ahead of time uh it should be situated around your house already where you know where it is but you don't really have to kind of look for it. you just know it's supposed to be on the counter over here 
have them have in every every room just in case because the power goes out. You know, that's not a national disaster, but it can be disastrous if you rely on you know refrigerated your food refrigerated. You know, you have baby's food that's refrigerated. Um, what I found out too, when I had a situation. I took an ice chest, had uh, some extra ice, threw it in there, put something in there. It will stay cold for a number of days if you just fill it up with ice, even with the cold water afterwards. It stays cold for a couple of, for a number of days. You keep it inside of the house. Yep. Also, definitely. One thing I would also suggest, um, especially around here where we are, we can be prone to flash flooding, is don't keep your emergency kit in your basement if you have a basement mm. um because there's a lot of them here that can be flooded quite easily so keep it somewhere where it's accessible so let's say upstairs in your bedroom or somewhere off your kitchen or whatever is accessible but just i probably wouldn't do it keep it downstairs <laughs> no definitely not if you have a if you have prone to flooding like that you want to keep that a little higher up um you know i i would probably put something uh and this is just the way that my house is situated i have a couple closets kind of in the center that way i could get to them hopefully no matter what door i need to leave from i i've got a way to get to that central area um but you know it could also be a good idea to have at least a few things in different parts of the house so that no matter where you are you can get to something um, right. Having your, your documentation in different formats, oh, yes. um, mm -hmm. insurance forms, birth certificate, any information that you think you might be asked for by uh, shelter staff or first responders or medical staff, um, you want to have that in a couple of different formats if possible. So if you can have that in a digital format or you can have printouts of that information so that it can be supplied in whatever format is needed or available at the time you if you have that information in a digital format but no one has access to a computer then that that doesn't help you so um have that have your emergency contacts uh printed and in digital form and um you know make make yourself a folder with that information and make sure that you keep it updated mm -hmm. That's, that's Dog paperwork, if yeah. you have a service animal or uh, any pet. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I put mine in a plastic bin like when I, when I bugged out one time, and I just put in uh, all my stuff, all you know that I thought was important. A lot of my um, military stuff when I retired, uh, that's you know valuable paperwork. I put it in a big old bin and stuff I thought was pictures and stuff. Threw it in this big old plastic bin. I threw it in my in my vehicle. <laughs> right. There Took it go. with me, you know, just in case something had happened to the house. I, you know, I want to make sure I had that you stuff that. there. That's another thing right. too. You want to secure it because if something happens to your house, uh, and you have people who are going to, you have looters that will come into your home, mm -hmm. you know? So that's another thing, you know, you may have to be concerned about, but taking what you feel is valuable, uh, protecting that information, particularly, you know, um, personal individual information. Uh, and so I took that stuff with me, but, you know, having it maybe on an individual server just to protect it, scan it, whatever. Or have copies sent to family, you know, that you trust or friends outside your area, you know, for safekeeping, you know, ahead of time, you know, like a parent particularly, you know, relatives. So, Megan, you brought up um, having that paperwork for your service dog. What other things would you want to do uh, for your dog if you had to evacuate or had to go to a shelter? Well, I actually do need to create one of these like emergency kit things. I think I need, I'm going to do this when I move out again. Um, but, you know, a couple weeks worth of food if I can. Um, you know, lots of poop bags and a couple of her toys or, um, you know, different things like that. Because it's also would be a very stressful time for them too because they don't understand you know sure we might have an idea of what's going on and then they have no clue you can't explain it to a dog right right you know, we're hanging out at the shelter for a few days because we need to stay safe that just doesn't compute to them so <laughs> all they hear like, is like i, I want to play <laughs> i need to play exactly um or you know just 
There's 500 more people water, here some for me water to play sources. With, so I can't. I do that. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God! Loads of people play, play, play. Oh my God! There's another dog. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, a couple of days worth of water for both of us, but just having that sort of stuff, I think, is probably really important. I don't have to to worry about like as much. Um, of like a an emergency situation like some people do like hurricanes and different things like that I'm kind of lucky in that sense but in the winter time I do try to make sure that I have you know a week's worth of stuff on hand you know sure. a week's worth of food or you know lots of blankets and stuff especially when I was living in a basement that at minus 30 celsius it took the furnace being at like 75 to just keep it nice and decent in there you know um different things like that maybe maybe a mini bar you never know <laughs> just in case you've got the little mini bottle so right <laughs> a of those you yeah. might need to help you out you know you stress a little bit not saying unwind a, a little unwind literally no don't you know, you know don't have no big bottles though you don't want to, you don't want to ration those yeah you don't want to ration those. you don't need big bottles you don't want to be able to develop a drinking problem from being stressed out but something that might just relax them just a little bit you know so you know just a nope. little bit Go you know. bar hopping in your house. And uh, no, joking about that. I, mean, I just thought about this. If you are using uh, medical marijuana, <laughs> right? oh my. I mean, you might want to have a supply. I don't smoke. I don't need it. I've never have. But you know, I believe right. those who need it for medical reasons and it does relax you. You know, it does help out with certain ailments. I got it. Um, CBD oil. I mean, if you right. feel you need, that's the thing with that as medication. Not saying just for recreational. Use all the big old, you know, you know, twenty nickel bags. You know, that would be cool, and it may not wash. But I mean, also be aware that there are people who have that. Can you take that to where you're going? Yeah, there's a good right. Good thought. Now, never, like I said, I ne I'm just sitting here in my at my um at my table looking at my garden, and like, oh, you know, it made me think about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, but if you that is something that you're using, got it. Uh, and also, you know, we're joking about, you know, alcohol, but if you, you know, um, are going somewhere, taking alcohol may not be the best thing, really. It may not be allowed to. <laughs> Probably not recommended. You know, right. So, I mean, I jokingly joke, all jokes oh, aside. Oh, darn. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just say it for the You just shattered my world, George. Yeah, celebratory, you know, uh, return home, have right. a drink or two. Um, You're kidding. Yeah, yeah. But Megan's it's like, I'll be sheltering in place. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, you get like a mini bottle with you. Hey, if it works out, like, oh my. I ain't going to tell on you. <laughs> but you need to be aware of what's allowed and what's not allowed, depending on where you are going. And that's right. critical. You don't right. want to get somewhere and get turned away for something so minute as that. That'd be right. I doubt they would do it. But that would be awful. Well, they probably would, they would do that, but you could confiscate it, it but and use it. Yeah. Confiscate it, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. They'll be in the back, you know, getting higher and drinking something, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 why am well, I not getting my services? <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, so you got to think about stuff like that. But another thing to think about if you do have to go to a shelter is, you know, be prepared to advocate for yourself. And if you have disabilities, you are going to need assistance with things. Let them know that. Let them know what your needs are. And, um... You know, self advocacy, my friends. That's right. Um, you know, let it's people know that thing. you you may need help um, getting food, or you may need help finding a an empty place to sit, or you may need to f help finding a place to relieve your pet or service animal. That too. You know, different things like that. Yeah. I was looking at something else too, saying for individuals who have certain needs, like if you use a cane. Have an extra one. Put that oh, in your yeah. Bug out. Put that in your bag. Oh, out yeah. Bag. Yeah. Uh, Always someone, have a spare. Someone who has maybe, if they're, you know, uh, have to use a wheelchair, maybe have an extra chair if available, if possible, you know, if you can afford it. Uh, or communicating to the center before you get no, there. That's See, expensive. That's expensive. That's expensive. <laughs> uh, but communicating, yeah. communicating with the center ahead of time, say, finding out which center, there may be a number of centers that they may set up. You may be able to contact FEMA or other, or other organizations in your community and find out is there certain things available such as 
you know, a wheelchair or like I said before, medical uh, facility or uh, place that you can go to uh, would be your best option. So communicating with these agencies ahead of time. So yeah, September or even now, but September, you know, if you're, you're following your plan, uh, reaching out to these organizations. And if they don't have these, these services, like you guys just mentioned advocating, advocating for other individuals who may be in a similar situation, how to improve um, the shelters or the community assistance that will provide in, in emergency situations by letting them know. There are a number of us in this community who may need this assistance. What could you do to help provide this? I discovered in reading the material today that there was mention of a uh, 711 in some states and uh, I called that to see what it was, and it was uh, the state relay service. So if you don't have access to a TTY machine and you can't hear uh, to make a phone call, you can call that relay service and they will uh, take care of that for you. And when you first call, they ask, you know, what number you're trying to reach. And um, they will call that and they'll provide that relay back and forth if you have a portable TTY or that's cool. Yeah, it was really good to know. And so when I called it, I really wasn't exactly sure what it was. And um, I guess I didn't understand it when I read it on the website. But once I had her on the phone and she said, you know, this is the state relay service. And I went, oh, huh? Um, excuse me. I'm sorry. I saw this information on a website could you explain to me what y'all do? And she was more than happy to do that. So, That's awesome. That's um, awesome. It's something that, you know, I was able to call at any time and find out information. And so that's something you may want to do ahead of time. Okay. That's good. Always not a bad idea. Yeah. Explore you know, your options. Yes. Just knowing what's out there available for you. And like I said, there's a number of things and some resources that we'll be posting that you, if you just take the time and go through it, you can come up with your own individual plan that best fits you and your situation, uh, you know, um, geographically. Um, and that's, that's, that's the key thing. Find out what is it that you need. So one thing I looked at was the assessing, assessing your needs, assessing your situation as part of your, part of your making up your plan uh, is realize, okay, well, what do I need? Where can I go? Um, find out is it this is the best thing for me uh, to to go to this location, or maybe should go further away, stay in place, whatever. Stay in place. Let people know you're in place. Um, unfortunately, here in Savannah, they I'm say, here, I'm here. Yeah, they say, oh, say hey, if we if we're <laughs> evacuating the city and you stay, there'll be no service for you for a while until we're able to come back and let right. you let you know ahead of time. So you make that decision. So uh, understanding the Hurricane Katrina. That was a little different from my understanding. Um, people were, knew it was coming, but they were actually lower income uh, individuals who were waiting for uh, their monthly checks to arrive. So they could take the money and, you know, be able to afford to leave. Many of them could not do that and got stuck. Right. right. You know, so I was looking at something a little while ago, having money with you, you know, uh, while you go, while you leave, you will not have ATM machines may not be readily available. Uh, having, if you, if you can have some extra money, uh, decide if, 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 possible, if possible have an emergency credit card yeah that you yeah. can use for that right situation. yeah or, or just like or maybe because um you know or you would not even credit card what do you call it the uh a gift card ah uh, yeah you know that way uh it's a gift card you know you're not no one's get your information you're gonna lose it you don't have to worry about trying to call somebody if your phone's not working <laughs> if you're gonna lose your card you know uh again getting a gift card maybe using it but like I said, if you're able to use the card having cash money on you might be your best option if it's possible you know it should be something you, you if you have enough finances you can actually put it in your to-go bag or somewhere near uh nearby accessible for you to roll out and grab it as well you know so all the money that i make on the weekends at the strip club you know <laughs> all those singles uh I them in all, all those ones all those ones you know a <laughs> couple of quarters but you know, put all those ones <laughs> Put them together, and I can um, put them in an envelope somewhere, you know, if I wanted to, and have it ready. A little extra money on the side, you know. <laughs> so. Oh, don't even want to think about that. <laughs> the extra money of the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
You know I don't work in a strip club, right? Uh, so, yeah. okay, making sure. Thankfully, yes, I don't want the audience to think that what is going on here. You're you know, right. What yeah, kind so, of show is this? What kind of show is this? <laughs> That's a different show at a different hour. So that is not about what we're talking about today. Oh. Um, so, but a little, a little, a little, a little levity, you know, a little levity. Absolutely. Uh, it's a serious matter, but it's when people understand uh, you don't have to hit your head against the wall to, you know, to make this stuff happen. You can make it happen over a period of time. Just like I said, I go to the supermarket. Every time I try to go and buy, I get a couple of cans of food just in my pantry. Uh, so when the season hits, you know, I have some food that I can, one, I can just open it up, especially if it has the um, top you can just peel off. Right. Uh, you know, um, using that, I can, you can eat it cold. It may not be the best option, but you can. <laughs> it's you know. not ideal, but hey, if you're hungry... Yeah, it's there. You got to do what you got to do. Well, That's I even right. saw uh, in one of the packing lists, because I'm looking uh, online, if you've been you know, having our discussion, um, they recommended having a can opener. Makes yep. sense. Manual yeah, can Yeah, it opener. does make sense. So looking at it, looking through the packing list will enlighten you to certain things you just don't think of because, you know, your everyday life, you're so convenient. You know, everything's convenient for you. Um, when you're inconvenient, you don't think about these things until it's too late. Right. So looking at these packing lists that they have for your kits and all that stuff, probably the best way, to, best thing to do, uh, best way to start off with, see what you have in your house, uh, see if you have extra stuff, so you don't have to buy things, and just see what you what you can actually buy as you, as you can afford it over a time. Take your time building your kit, you know, for next season. You can do it right now in the middle of this season. You still can, you still have time, but you know, think about September is that good time frame. Christmas, hey, I want it. I want that little winding radio I can use, or I want these little. I want a charger that you can charge up ahead of time. You know what's coming, maybe charge up ahead of time, and you can have maybe a couple of days to charge your phone or some other devices on a um, small uh, portable charger. Yep. And I, I have one that's, you know, it's about the size of a thin brick. It's not the lightest <laughs> thing in the world, uh, but it will charge my phone up to, you know, six or seven times. Yeah. So it's nice to have around. I also have one that uh, has an adapter uh, for solar. So yes. that takes a long time, but it is something to consider. I have seen those too. I didn't put all about the solar ones, probably a really good one, especially if you're in a, you know, saying here in, in the South, um, uh, even though you have curtains, you'll still be, the sun will be out. So eventually sure. it comes back yeah. out. If so you, you can go outside or get near a window, you might yep. be in good shape. Charge it overnight. So yeah, so, so there's so many things out there. Uh, like I said, this is a big topic. So we kind of skimmed over it. Um, but like I said, we'll put those, those, those links up there and so our audience at their leisure can look through this stuff and hopefully get really pro, get proactive on developing a kit and saying that I need to make sure that I start doing this. I'm going to start doing it, you know, this week, give some more stuff, seriously. I've been <laughs> yeah, saying definitely. It, but, but covering this topic, realizing how broad it is, and it is, it's, you know, lead by example, I'm going to talk about it, be about it. So, you know, I know I'm planning to, I have a couple of bags I used when I was in Iraq that, you know, uh, carry stuff in that could work, you know, backpacks and stuff. Yep. And just set me up a little bug out bag, uh, you know, and, and see, see where it goes from there. And if I actually had to need it and use it or not. Um, so, well, guys, uh, it's this has been a really great discussion. You know, I was excited about doing this topic for a couple of reasons, because I, I grew up on the coast. So I've dealt with hurricanes all my life. I've uh, dealt with a few tornadoes or, you know, th threats from tornadoes. Um, fortunately haven't really been in a position to be in serious danger from a tornado. Um, but there have been, been times where, you know, I was ready to, to run to the bathroom and, you know, cover myself with a mattress or, um, as a matter of fact, one time I even had a, uh, a bicycle helmet and, you know, I thought, well, if, if I need it, I'm just going to go hide in a corner and cover my head with that and hope for the best. So I've learned a lot of new information. I thought that there was a lot I knew about this subject already, but um, I've learned some things in the process of researching this. And I'm really glad that we were able to, to do this show and bring that information to everyone. Um, I think it's something we could, we could do several shows on and still have to be continued. <laughs> still have plenty to discuss so um but i think we are going to have to 
wrap this one up here pretty soon. So does anybody have any final comments they'd like to make? I guess uh, just, you know, look on our, uh, our, our site and see what the, uh, sources we have available and actually just take the time, go through those sources and find out what uh, applies to you, uh, add your own little uh, idiosyncrasies to it. And um, we just, just try to be safe, but prepare uh, for your safety and for your return. Make good choices. That's all I had to say. No. Yeah. <laughs> you make good choices. Right. You practice what you <laughs> preach there. <Yeah. laughs> no, all I got to really say is just, you know, be prepared. And sometimes things catch you off guard. So be it. You know, be flexible. Sometimes you just got to adapt to a situation. Um, and sometimes it's difficult. But, you know, being prepared is kind of a good thing i'm personally am kind of a lot better when i prepare for things so practice what i preach <laughs> but you know just yeah prepare that's all i got pack some pot those it pack some socks okay pack socks pack socks <laughs> pack socks <laughs> always, always always have dry socks. socks yes always have dry socks that's those uh, are important you know, people, Very. That, that goes back to like world war one you know before right. that dry socks are critical dry socks. winter and rainy times yeah, yes definitely dry socks. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well guys really enjoyed bringing this show to everyone today and we will have a lot a of information show. in our show notes on this one, a lot of links and information for you. And uh, please feel free to contact us and ask any questions or ask about things that you've heard or give us a, suggestions about things that you'd like to hear in the future. Uh, you can reach us at feedback at handsonsafety.net and we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, we would love some feedback. So even if it's just a, you're doing a great job or... This show is horrible. We don't care. We just want feedback. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. Yeah, you guys are really horrible. <laughs> Love you all. Right. <laughs> Love you. Bless your heart. You know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. Definitely live in the south. <laughs> well, with that. Um, we're going to wrap this one up. So I uh, look forward to bringing y'all another show next month and uh, hope to hear from y'all. See y'all next time. Stay safe. Bye, everyone. Stay safe.